We're so excited to spend some time with you today on the Awakening Moments podcast. My name is Lori. And I am Rhonda. And it's our hope that you would feel like we are with you wherever you are right now, having a real life conversation about life in all its beauty and in all its mess. We believe that God wants to open our eyes to an awakening moment that will help us thrive in every part of our being. So we invite you on this adventure with us as we listen, learn, and grow together. Okay, Lori, I'm going to ask you a funny question to start off today. Okay. Okay. Thinking of gifts, I just thought I love doing these random questions. Yeah. It's a fun time to just open, up. open up and have a little giggle. Okay. What was a gift growing up that you were given or any time that's kind of been like a bomb gift? Like not good. <laughs> <laughs> a little dud? A dud gift. Exactly. A dud. Oh my goodness. Do you have any of those? Oh. And we're not naming names. Yeah. 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 Lives, totally. You know, when, yeah. Ha- when has that ever happened oh, or has funny. it happened? That's and if so, funny. what? I, I I think generally speaking, I'm a pretty easy person to buy a gift for. I would just say, because I'm kind of like this person that mostly loves every, like I just love it. I just love the thoughtfulness of gifts. But I do remember as a kid, uh, my dad used to, my mom bought most of the gifts for us for Christmas. So there'll be, you know, a few gifts under the tree and my mom bought most of them. But my dad would always go out and buy one gift for each of us. And so it was a kind of a special thing. And I, I don't even know if my mom would know what it was. Like it was kind of just a special thing, the gift from dad that we would all get. There was five siblings. So this one year, um, like one year he bought me a guitar. Like I loved it. That was oh. so, and he played guitar and it was just like, it was so special, right? So, um, one year we were opening up all of our gifts and he bought me a wood burning set. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I mean, you have to be, you you would have had to have grown up in the eighties to know even what a wood burning set is. Did you ever get a wood burning set? I grew up in the eighties and I don't even know what a wood burning set is. Okay. Well, it was like this, like, and you weren't even like a big camper. I mean, listen, okay. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with the camping. What? It's like an art thing, okay? <laughs> so it's like it's like these pieces of wood with a picture on it, yeah. and you would take this tool that you would plug in, and it would get very, 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 very hot, and it would have all these different shaped bottoms, and you'd burn all of the different like okay. shapes into this wood to create a picture. Now, listen, like as I describe it right now, this would be the coolest thing right now. Like, honestly, <laughs> it would fit with kind of that retro. It would. I, I don't remember that. Okay. Wood burning set. Okay. And it was oh so cool. It smelled like wood. Like it would burn and it would smell. I mean, anyways, when I opened it, I was like, what? The? I mean, I did. I smiled and thanked, you know, <laughs> the thankful <laughs> face. But inside I was like, this is the lamest <laughs> gift ever. And then I opened oh it goodness. and it was actually so cool. And I think my brother burnt holes in everything using oh it. <laughs> became a weapon in the house. Like, big, oh, re- no. big regret after, but yeah, the wood burning set. And then the other one that I, that I remember really quickly was, um, you know, when you get in that crossover age, when you're, a little bit too old for toys. Oh yeah, probably like twelve. You know, it's a you, hard time. Yeah, and like, yeah. and I, I was the oldest, five siblings, so there's so many. Everyone's getting these awesome toys, and uh, and my gift came, and my grandma got my grandma got everybody at this really fun toy, and they're all opening it, opening the packages, <laughs> ripping them. We're so excited, and I opened mine. It was an atlas. <laughs> It was an atlas and I just, I actually, <laughs> that is actually really funny. I know. And I actually have this memory. I like vivid memory oh my of myself goodness. sitting on my grandma's couch, cross-legged with the atlas on my lap, looking through it, but actually looking at all of my siblings, just kind of turning <laughs> oh the pages. No. And yeah, I got this beautiful, beautiful <laughs> I am feeling atlas. It. I am 
feeling the pain of that. It's actually a funny visual when I'm picturing you. But funny enough, I'm actually super fascinated about geography. So and you love to travel. I do. And I love geography and I love to like, I, I just love the... Yeah, learning about geography. So, oh, hey, maybe there was isn't something. Isn't it there. funny those things that stand <laughs> out? Okay. Okay. What about you though? Okay, I would have been about the same age, twelve, probably yeah. eleven or twelve, and had a really bougie aunt, and okay. she bought great gifts. So my brother, once again, I'm that same age, crossover age. My brothers are getting Lego sets, like so cool for Christmas, and I open up rabbit fur earmuffs. Like. <laughs> I'm laughing at it now. Like they're probably super expensive, like compared to at the yeah. time. Like she got them probably yeah. at the highest end store, like a boutique. And when you open them, were you like, I was like, what in the world? I will never wear <laughs> rabbit fur earmuffs. Like they were like really big and like really. I mean, those are super cool now. You yeah. see those in the store now? Those giant oversized earmuffs. <laughs> yeah. It was and it was real fur, and she would wear like the long fur coats. Okay, we're not talking about animal cruelty right now or anything like that. This is just back in once again the eighties, not early nineties. So yeah, big rabbit fur earmuffs. And my brothers once again were whole, opening up all these cool things, and I was like, and what? you're sitting with your earmuffs like, and trying to be so because she was so excited, like she bought me something super fashionable. <laughs> so that was the worst. That one, I we had joke about it this day. I'm like, I should have kept them. I don't even know what happened to them. And then I would say the second one was when I was a little bit old. I was older. I was, this was not too long ago. And I won't say na- any name, naming names, no <laughs> naming of names. I had a friend that would come over and did not like my garbage can under my sink in my kitchen. Bought me a garbage can for my birthday. Okay. There's being practical and there's being like, just bring a garbage can to your friend's house. But for their birthday, just a side oh, note, no. don't, don't ever give your friend a garbage can for their birthday it's actually i don't know to this day like my kids we went somewhere and they made a comment with this friend that this had happened and they were kind of offended that i that this is now the joke in our family that you got a garbage can and they went on to include that they had put snacks in there along with it but i was like still it was in a garbage can you you can't do a garbage can so that was pretty funny funny. that's a pretty funny yeah so funny okay Side conversation. Do you get offended if you get like a kitchen appliance for a gift? No. Okay. You don't mind that? Do you like that? I don't mind Depending, it. Okay. I love it. I yeah. love kitchen appliances. You know how some women feel like that's kind of offensive if yeah. they get a kitchen? I love it. Yeah. I love kitchen appliances as gifts. Our, our most recent kitchen appliance, small kitchen appliance is an ice maker. We bought an, a counter ice maker because we eat so much ice oh, you and must our ice maker it. in the fridge broke. Oh my gosh. Everybody just thinks this is the best thing ever. Oh, you love it. No. And it's nice because you need to update everything now. At this stage of the game, I look, I'm like, oh, oh, totally. No, I, I'm not offended like that. I don't really love garbage cans. Let's be truthful. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. That's like gross. But anything, yeah, appliance, yeah, new yeah, yeah. tea towels. I'm going to get you a toilet brush for your next birthday. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly. It's around those type of like, yeah, she's like, no, thank you. Okay. Last random question before we dive in. All right. What would be a standout as a kid awesome gift that one of the gifts that stands out oh yeah probably even what i just mentioned probably my guitar get my dad getting me a guitar um yeah it was just it was a very special special gift like he and he got me a really nice guitar it was like a small like a children's sized like a little bit smaller than an adult one but it was a really good brand i think it was like a fender isn't that a good brand of a guitar Yeah. yeah it was a really good brand and and then my dad taught me how to play so it's just oh. really like special and, and nostalgic. Now, my dad wasn't like this incredible guitar player or anything, but like he knew all the chords and he taught me all the chords and then we'd play together and sing together oh. and then sing with our family. It was, 
yeah it was really really special and i took it with me like i took that guitar with me like as we went and now it actually hangs in emma's bedroom like she it doesn't it's old now and it's like you know kind of the the um arm is bowed a little so you can't really play it but yeah she's got it hanging how special is that that is so special yeah mine would have been when i was young i had an aunt who made a lot of money and had no children at the time and went crazy on myself and my brothers oh i remember remember, right i would come over to your house just to see what you got for christmas because she'd go so crazy she'd go so crazy like so crazy i remember when it was super hard to get a cabbage patch doll oh my she got me a cabbage patch i don't know how she got it those are the days where like people were fighting in the stores they were the cabbage patch dolls that would be the news story at night like a (laughs) full-on fight would break (laughs) out in walmart yes (laughs) and she got me one that had blonde hair brown eyes just looked like me with like 14 outfits i remember opening up this massive box and she wrapped everything up like I remember that that was probably as a kid like she must have spent I can't imagine how much that gift would have cost at that time because it was in such high demand but that was my favorite cabbage patch yeah which now I look I'm like what a weird doll and my brother ended up taking just to get back to me one day he took the thread out of the toe no. and pulled all the, the thread the out. The toes out. <laughs> That's so mean. That is so mean. It's kind of funny that we're talking about it. He pulled all the toe thread. So then they just had like nub. Like, yeah, like, nubs. Like, <laughs> so they had no toes. He pulled. I was so mad. Anyways, oh. I'm laughing. I'm actually crying right now thinking about that. How mad. Just to get back. Like he was such a stinker. Oh, my I remember that. But he pulled. Yeah. That's so, funny. Funny, funny. So. All that to say, talking about gifts, I thought it would be a really cool pivot now to talk about the gift of time that we've had in leadership as we've talked about hilarious gifts. A great gift in our lives has been the gift of time and leadership. And we really are about that halfway mark when I think about starting in ministry at 26, 20, yeah, I was 26, 27, and now I'm 46. Yeah. Turning 47, I think this is actually 20 years of the gift of time of being in leadership Mm -hmm. and being in ministry Mm -hmm. and just a reflective time and what that has meant in my life and also looking forward it's an interesting pivotal time yeah and it's kind of been a pause to kind of stop and think like where am i going and just what does it look like moving forward in this next season of my life like a really almost like a different season has started right as you've you're kind of halfway through yeah i think it's interesting too like if we reflect backwards first mm-hmm. and then maybe make a reflection forward, like it is interesting to think about when you're, you know, coming into your 20s, mid 20s, even early 30s and how much like how many dreams there are in your heart that are stirring, you know, how many hopes and, you know, if you were to sit down with a journal and just write what you imagine the future to be or what your greatest dreams could possibly be, you know, and then you reflect on that now, it's so interesting because, you know, there's some dreams that you've had to let die. Like there's some dreams that were like, whatever that they were, they weren't, gonna happen whether it's you know because you started a family because you this or that or different decisions that you made it just isn't gonna happen the way that you thought that it was gonna look like for me one of them would have been you know I thought I wanted to be a therapist 
I thought right. I in my 20s. And so I started to dream about what could that look like and going back to school and then starting my own practice. And, you know, and at, at some point, you know, in even just praying through that with the Lord, I really felt like the Lord said, lay that down, you know, lay that dream down. So then there's this dream, there's this picture and you have to lay that down and you have to kind of grieve. Okay. That's not what my life is going to look like and trust the Lord in that. Right. Or there might be other dreams. Like, you know, I, I remember dreaming for a number of years about, you know, just doing something with women, you know, having a conference, starting a conference, starting, um, you know, just some sort of significant ministry to women. And in my early twenties, as I started to have kids, it started to show up a little bit with moms. So created a mom's network of groups and even a few events for moms and things like that. And I thought, oh, this must be it. But still a desire for what What else, you know, what else could this look like? You know, a website maybe and, a, you know, a blog and all these different little things. And well, not little things, but big things, things that I felt like, oh my goodness, I can't, I don't know how to accomplish these things on my own, but still dreaming of these things. And then now to look backwards, I'm like, oh my goodness, like these things have happened. Mm. Like these things have happened. So it kind of puts you in an interesting place as you look forward to, okay, what are the new dreams of the future, you know? So what about you when you reflect backwards? What were some of those dreams that, you know, you had that maybe have happened or dreams that you had that maybe you had to let go of? Yeah, those are good questions, eh? Because some of them are internal and some of them are external things. Right. An external thing would be I've always wanted to live in the country, like for as long as I can remember. Okay. And it's just never worked out. It's just never been where the right spot or the right season or financially yeah. at different seasons of our lives that we've been able to do that um, for what we were dreaming of, you know, and now looking forward, is that still something? And then you get into ministry and you think, then there came into that like this, we just don't have the time to be living in a country and looking after a property and kids so busy in sports. Yeah. That's not the right season yeah. now. You know, kind of that yeah, window pass up. That's right. We'll give that up because that we're not going to be on the road all the time traveling. We're just let yeah. stay where we are. So that would be one external dream that I don't know if has died, but I think has always been surrendered to God yeah. with time yeah. laid down in each season In each season of asking God, is this now the time? Okay. Um, so that would be one. And I think just looking back through, through life, you know, I did pursue, I always wanted to be in business. I did pursue that and realized it was actually a dream that was more destructive for me than it was life giving or flourishing and laying that down and walking away from it in a very lucrative time where I just felt it wasn't the right. And also a call yep. responding to that, but also dreams I watched God has really fulfilled in my heart in ministry in different ways, laying down worship as a worship pastor, thinking that that was a closing of ministry, really feeling like I think I'm just going to lay that down now. And then God having me pick that back up, but in a very different way, still leading worship, but that not being, being one expression of a pastoral heart, but not being the main focus of what I did any longer. And so that was an interesting journey of laying one down for God to pick up, but refocus and re-envision and actually give you greater yeah. fulfillment yeah. in, in this next season in pastoral ministry. Um, I think even the dream of being in ministry together, I don't think we even saw that happening. 
Well, we did when we were, um, I'm pretty sure we were about 10, 11, and I had my guitar. Yeah. And we played and that sang. That little Fender. And, yeah. And you, you Ooh, said to my mom. Realms. Look at the full circle. The Your full little circle f- moment. We played, I played the guitar, you sang. That's and right. you said to my mom, um, I'm pretty sure Lori and I are going to travel and sing together for Jesus. <laughs> like at like 10 years old. I mean, it didn't exactly true. look like that, but didn't you say but something? Like yes. That and your mom's like, oh, no, no, you said God told me. That's yeah, God. <laughs> uh, yeah. I put the God card in there. And Rob's like, uh, I don't think you so. Said God told me that Lori and I are going to sing travel. Together. Yeah. Travel, travel and, and sing, sing together. together. <laughs> After one mini church episode debut, <laughs> we sang in our little kids church. But how crazy though. But God, but how crazy. We, we just set it out there, put it out there. But then God picked up that dream. How crazy. Years later, years later, unexpectedly, oh, are we yeah. now in ministry uh, together? When we were on totally different paths at the time i mean could not have been more opposite paths yeah the lord sort of said hey i'm gonna bring this back together and here that's exactly that's crazy i know and so i think it's all of those things that you watch god but it is an interesting thing when you and i think this is a reflective season i'm in right now where you've had so much fulfilled in your life and unfulfilled i'm not i I probably haven't even gone deep enough. Like we're just throwing this out and brainstorming yeah. through it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of things unfulfilled too in your own heart and life that you wrestle through or how something turned out that you've had to work through and release to God um, in good ways. And also letting go yeah, of the loss the or loss. the grieving yeah, of the, certain exactly things that you'd hope for. I, question for you. Did you ever dream what like as part of your dreams, did you ever dream of being like a boss like and like the leadership side because again i you were you just mentioned how you know when you stepped out of worship leading specifically at a time even as like things were really changing it things were becoming much more technical yeah. on like lights and tracks and all like very like different very different than just leading a band and singing it was just changing things were changing very very much like multimedia and all of this and then stepping out but then coming back in but in a like much more of like a specific leadership role not that worship leading is not leadership but overseeing the music and that department but now like the leadership that God has expanded in your life in the last season in your last season of ministry has just been like exponential Mm -hmm. like what you're overseeing have you has that been part of the fulfillment of a dream that you imagined? Absolutely. I think that was a little bit even coming out of ministry, laying that down and wanting to pursue business. I think it was a part of me is like, I want to own something and run something and oversee something and build something. Like right. build something that I can put my hand and my DNA into. Yes. And like you're saying, it's not that it wasn't, but it was a very much a coming supportive pastoral role, which I love for many seasons of yes. my life. Yes. But then I got to that season. I was like, this is changing and this is not where I'm going. I'm going to lay that down and do something where I can kind of, I guess, control and have like the shaping. Shaping. That's yeah, yeah, a wrong yeah. word. Not control, but the shaping. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, ability. Well, the leadership. The, it's leadership, the leadership. Yeah. The leadership. Of shaping. And then, but that ended up being not actually the right expression that God had for me, but it was a desire that God was preparing me for. Like actually it was a preparation season for something different. But yeah, interesting. And how about for you? Yeah, no, it's... I would say I don't I don't know that I dreamed about leadership. I don't know if that was a dream or if that was more um, of something that the Lord uh, equipped or empowered, empowered 
Um, me too. I don't know if it's something that I necessarily saw in myself. You know, I know we've asked each other these questions before in different like staff contexts and different contexts about, you know, leadership and do you see yourself as a leader or not? And I would say like for most of my life, I didn't really like see myself as a leader even thinking about you and I growing up like you would have had the stronger personality of the leadership you know the natural leadership qualities like like bossy and (laughs) (laughs) I I joke but you know what I mean yeah but like the external like you would have been much more like driven and externally like no this we're doing this and I'm like okay like I would have had the much more passive so I I wouldn't have saw myself as like a natural born leader but um I think what I can see uh both looking back and today is there's always been this um Maybe it's like entrepreneurial, creative, like like wanting to, again, I guess the builder side, um, shape something. And so with that does come the, nece- the necessity of leadership. So mm-hmm. I think probably I've stepped into the necessity of leadership because I can never accomplish the dreams or the, the desires alone. They just, I never would be able to do them alone. So leadership is absolutely necessary. So I've learned it. And I think the Holy Spirit has empowered it in me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a natural born gift. Do you know what I mean? A natural, um, a natural ability necessarily, but like a whole, definitely a, a spirit, um, spirit empowered ability. But, um, but it's awesome. Like it is awesome to see, but no, it would be much more like, ideas and dreams as opposed to specific like leadership dreams right but it's funny it is funny though because I guess there has always been maybe this this desire to like you describe like sink your sink your teeth into something shape it like own it build it create it and uh yeah and, mm-hmm. and I, it's been cool to see mm-hmm. to see that happen. Mm-hmm. One of the things I do love about ministry that's different than a lot of other industries is that like if you are driven that way, if you are driven to um, see something and then uh, have the ability to make that happen, you we can see movement quickly. You know what I mean? Like it's not like we have to sit on an idea for 25 years before we see it come into fruition. We can literally, if it's possible, we can make mm. things happen, which is very, very exciting. You know, living in a government town where things just seem to move so slowly. I think I would literally die oh, if so hard if I couldn't see change happen as change was necessary. And even in our roles, I mean, gosh, we hold our roles so open-handed and we'll pivot from one role to another Absolutely. as needed. Yeah. You know, someone gets called out or moves or changes position and all of a sudden, okay, well, I'm doing communications now. You're leading life groups. You're like, mm-hmm. we're stepping into all kinds of mm-hmm. different aspects of leadership and ministry as needed. Oh, can't, you know, we were missing campus pastor. Okay, I'll go. I'll leave. You know, we're, and we're all like, okay, whatever you need. I, I'll, I'll do whatever's needed for this season, which is also fun and exciting, really, um, to be able to try different things and exercise different parts of our strength. So I think all of that, you know, has sort of brought us to today. But as we, look forward what does the next season look like i know and i think that's what i've been wrestling out a little bit like i I was talking to my husband jay the uh, about a couple weeks ago just saying i just feel like i'm wrestling out a little bit of like what does the future looks like i've been such a visionary my entire life 
And sometimes that's been to my own detriment. Like hey. I'm, not, I'm not celebrating that. Sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I didn't have such big pictures. And some of those pictures were not God pictures. They were things that God and I. I and would, you say that just because it created frustration for yourself? Yeah, or? it would cause frustration because I was lock and load onto something. And God would say, no, that's not the way I'm doing it. It would be very hard for me to let go of that picture. Because gotcha. when you put a picture <laughs> in place, it's usually could be much bigger in what in your mind like not to god like everything that god does is significant and intentional there's not big and little everything is significant to god but in your own mind you create the way you want it to be so there's a lot of you in that factor and so i've had to wrestle that out my whole life of submitting to god and not being my own idol of not having a picture come across become above what god is asking me to do but moving forward you know with this past season we've been in, well, first off, I'm kind of at that halfway mark in my, uh, okay, not Career. in life, God willing, God willing, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I'm just saying in, if we were to look like if you were to say 90 years, okay, I'm just saying that. And 65, 66, 69, whatever is your yeah. retirement. I'm kind of at that halfway. I've accomplished through the grace of God, looking back a lot of things, I'm like, wow, that when you start out at 26 years old, you're like, wow, this would be my dream. And you look back, you're like, a lot of those things came to be. And a lot of the things that I thought did not, but it's okay, or worked out much better than I could have anticipated. But now I'm like, what does that look like moving forward? What what are my dreams now for this next 20 years? What would that look like if God gives me those years as a gift in life? What would that look like? And I've just been wrestling that out a little bit because I am a visionary and it's very hard for me not to see something or even have something in my spirit turning and I've just as we were even dialoguing before we started a podcast this morning, you brought something up about the pandemic. And I think actually that might be why I'm kind of in this like a bit of a pause, a bit of a pause of having a little bit of difficulty envisioning what's next because we have literally come through two years of a massive pause. Not only are we in the season of a halfway mark, like, okay, what kind of picture do I want to intentionally carve out and shape for the future? not just, and I'm not a cruise control person. So this is part of it. It's like, I don't want to cruise control. I want to be intentional of where I'm kind of heading, what I'm shaping, where am I cutting, putting that focus on, or God, what am I allowing you to kind of redirect and let go of as I'm even seeing succession now? And what do I need to let go of more of to allow you to shape something new and something more defined in my life as I move forward and maybe different gift mix that I can focus on a bit more than I have in the past because I have the ability to kind of carve that out in a yeah, different develop, way. Develop and grow yeah. in different things. Yeah. Yeah. But I've just been kind of sitting and kind of letting the Lord kind of wrestle that out with me and looking at where I want to go with that intentionally. But I realized I've been having some difficulty and I've never had difficulty in that before. It's interesting. And so even as I was saying that, you said, you know, but you got to think we just came through a pandemic. And I'm like, you know what? you're right for two years I've done the opposite of my nature and that's been stop pause stop go back stop maybe move forward no we can't plan yeah we can't envision we don't know what's next and that is a little bit like that is disorienting for someone yeah. a leader or anybody yeah. who loves to kind of be intentional or make plans it's, it's so interesting I I feel like I just had like a little awakening moment as oh, you were really? talking. Yeah. At the beginning of this year, the Lord gave me the word hold. 
like that 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 was the word for this year hold and so it was almost like as you were describing it and i think i think i i resonate with what you're describing even in the pause mm. of this last couple of years because we were moving at such a clip and the movement and the momentum it actually creates vision. Yes. It yes. creates vision. You, yes. you And you, it's actually effortless because the next whatever that is, is just right before you. And so you're constantly in this, in this place of movement towards. So, you know, if I even just think about it, like I'll just give a practical example, but you know, I remember at the last heart conference, just standing up at the end and saying like, I really believe that one day heart conference will go into like other cities in Canada. And so I just got to speak this out, even though that's really hard to say out loud, because what if that never happens? But I just felt like prophetically. And then even just to say, if you have a dream that you feel like, you know, you cannot do on your own, there's no, (laughs) there's no way it can happen. Like Stan, let's pray into this. Let's believe, you know, that God can do something that is beyond our own strength. So standing in that moment, but again, when you're in the momentum those things actually just start to come to the surface. So little did I know there was actually someone sitting in the seats who I've developed a relationship with since and has actually said, hey, I'd love to do Heart Conference in BC. So amazing. Now, again, now this is in the pause, okay? So wow. then we get we get halted and we're in this pause season, but even still that, that little bit of movement, but that hasn't happened. So you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're in the hold. And mm-hmm. I just had this picture while you were talking about you know because we talk a lot about even just spiritual warfare and the army and i had this picture of the hold position in the army like when the army is literally like holding and and they're not there's no movement they're just Mm. standing and they're holding a line but they are doing something it's very it's very strategic and it's very important and it's very significant but they're just holding Mm. something from coming right from happening and it's usually something bad it's usually something from the enemy so even as you're talking about this Mm. pause I just saw that picture again and remembered that word that the Lord gave me like gave me in in um for this year about holding and just wonder what is the significance of even this holding season we're just we're not we're not moving like Mm. there's not a lot of movement we are you know we we recognize we've got to rebuild the church we recognize that ministry doesn't look the way that it did before and that's okay and i think Mm -hmm. we've settled Mm -hmm. all of that i don't think we're trying to create what once was that's all okay but you do feel like we are in a spiritual hold and again as two people who love to run like love to run and when we're running we're the most creative we're the most alive were the most like mm-hmm. like the like all of kind of the the greatest things the greatest ex- most exciting things happen as we're just in the running and the exhaustion but the beautiful exhaustion of you know pressing forward taking the hill but we're in this like standing holding season and I'm just like okay lord even as we're talking about this like what is it you know, that you're trying to reveal to us in this season as it is just as significant, right? The holding position is just as significant in the grand scheme of what God wants to do. But I feel similarly, like I'm having a hard time seeing or imagining or envisioning what does the next 5, 10, 
20. Now I could throw some things out there. I could say, oh, maybe we'll, you know, launch a few more campuses. Maybe we'll like, there's definitely things that are stirring, but I can't, I, there really is this pause in what does this look like? And, Mm -hmm. you know, what, yeah, thinking about succession, thinking Mm -hmm. about kind of what is next Mm -hmm. in the next season. And it is, it's different. Mm-hmm. No, different. that is really profound because even our words, we're coming up like we talked about a podcast of having a yearly word. Yeah. And we're starting to come to that time of year. I do find yes, around yes. this time, yeah, it starts. God starts to stir something for the next year. And you had the hold and I had follow the king. And yes. I remember we talking about even in the fog, when the fog comes, you can't see. You got to know the king's voice. You got to listen. It's not always what you see. It's like hearing. And it's usually in the quiet stillness. But even in that holding, like we're following the king, we're hearing him say hold, but those tensions, yeah, like you're holding. And we're not talking about like today, I'm not talking about discontentment or talking about identity and what we do. Like that's, we're just talking about like a real vision for the kingdom. Like yeah. we're like, okay, God, yeah, yeah. like where? Like a next vision. Yeah, for the next like season. we just love serving. But that tension of the holding, like when you are holding, even think of a pose in fitness, when you're holding the restraint, the the actual resistance training that comes from holding a position. Yeah. You'd much rather be like pumping weights. Yeah. But when you're holding. And having movement. But there is an endurance that comes from that too. But there's also a restraint and obedience. But there are tensions we're feeling. So we're holding all of these tensions together too. Not only in this season are we holding a bazillion tensions. Those those are <laughs> all such good words right now to describe right. that season. Restraint. Yeah. Tensions. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted no, you. Keep going, exactly. but yes. It's ho- like all of that's happening because if you even think of like a, a pose, it's that takes a lot of, yeah, of power and also control and just being able to have self-control. And I think um, it'd be very easy to just kind of lose or just do whatever, take it and break and run and do something frivolous and create more damage. So I think even in this hold, it's a really powerful season in holding those tensions and allowing even that, internal with uh, that all brings to kind of process out because God is doing something new and he's shaping us in this season, but it is critical, but I'm sensing like right now that those, what we're, what we're feeling is very much setting us up for the next year. And I think that's what I'm kind of waiting on, allowing the Lord to kind of drop out like, okay, what does this look like? And not saying that I have to have the vision that it's about me having a vision. I'm not saying that, but it is important to say, okay, God, where am I intentionally moving? And if it is, whatever it may be, may I follow you and hold. I love that, the hold the position. But this is, I think, really profound to us even be talking about today because I think even people listening, not only in our age category, I think a lot of us face this in our 40s, into our 50s, feeling yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what does this next season look like? I, I might, I'm now coming at the tailor end versus this fresh end of visioning all these big dreams. Now we kind of having kids, (laughs) getting married, you know, buying your first house, all of these sort of life plans that sort of come in the earlier stages. And then you get a little bit more established. All of those things have come. And then, and then you've even, you know, accomplished some things in your, in your career or job, you know, you've maybe moved up the ranks a little bit or, you know, seen some things happen, but then, yeah, you, you come to a stage where you're starting to look towards the end or the last leg of even work life and what does that look like but but even in retirement like what is the vision because it's not I don't think any of us even 
even whether you're in ministry or not in ministry, it's not, it's not, it's not that, but I don't think any of us want to go into a season of retirement with absolutely no vision or purpose. Like, I think we want to still make a difference and like be significant in the kingdom and in the world for God, you know, in every season of our lives, not just in work, not just in career or in family, but what about when we move through all of that and get to the end stage. How do we keep doing that? How do we yeah. keep? And I think those are really, those are wrestles that we all face. Yeah, we just maybe don't talk about them as much because you feel like you, I don't know, you you feel like, well, it's just gonna work itself out. Or maybe you feel a little like, maybe I don't have anything to offer. Maybe I've kind of, it's over. Like I've done my, I don't, I'm not y- the, that age where like when I say young, but I have that fresh, now I'm like, you know, you might be jaded. You might have actually gone through, we have a more reali- realistic view right. of things. And sometimes that can even steal some joy or steal like even a proper vision of like, no, we've, we've only got one life to live. I want to spend it for Jesus. This is all I've got. I've got all of eternity for that whole different blissful reward of being in his presence and enjoying yeah, when all things are new. All things are new. But I've got one life for a kingdom yes. purpose. But right now we're in a hold. And I think spiritually, it's all, it's manifesting in many different ways. And so I just, I really feel like this is a really important word, a really important now time to center in on of like, what does that feel like? What does that look like? And what do we do about it? And I think it really is right back to that scripture, be still and know that I am God, be still and know. And that's not meaning that we're not feeling all those things, but he is God and we are going to follow him. But there is a holding, there's a restraint right now. There's a lot of tension that we're feeling that's kind of caught up to us too for the past two I years. Think so. I think so. Right? Because even starting into this season has taken most of us for such a loop, you know, whether it's at work, we had to figure things out, you yeah. know, working from home, different, you know, different like online ministry, yeah. all, everything changed and shifted and kind of took up a lot of space, yes. a lot of emotion, a lot of attention, a lot of learning. Oh my goodness. I remember at the very beginning, do you remember us going live on Facebook every day? And oh, yeah. how stretching that was just oh, to yeah. be on a live, like <laughs> yes. we, we all just stretched into that so much and our entire team, whether they were comfortable or not, just did it. We did it every day so we could be with our people. Like, but then you look at what came from that and we did it every day through Heartstrong. Like we just, we just pushed through, we just pushed Incredible. through, but all of that created, um, kind of the next stretching season. Whereas I feel like now we've got the rhythm of like whether we're online or in person we're kind of in it but now it's just it is the hold it is the hold we're kind of just holding a position it's taking a lot of endurance so you're a bit tired (laughs) like you feel the tired but i love it the tensions the resistance the self-control the endurance that's being produced like all of these things i think are the like the tensions of what and the tenseness of what we're sensing in this season that oh yeah is literally right upon us with nothing like with nothing ahead to tell us that it's coming to an end in fact I don't I don't know that it is like super soon like in a month or two I I feel like it still has a season 
to flesh out before we're going to kind of get some of that momentum and movement back of what the next season looks like. But I do, I am curious to those of you who are listening today, no matter what age you are, no matter what stage of life you're at, like, I'm curious to know if this word resonates for you. If you feel like you're sort of in this holding this holding pattern in your life, just this holding stage where you're not sure even how to vision mm. the next season of your life. And and honestly, you know, if if you are, you're not alone. We feel it too. We feel it too. And I I I wonder if it is less of a stage of life thing and more of actually a what God is doing in the world thing that mm-hmm. and he's he he's going to be faithful. Mm-hmm. He's going to reveal something to us in this season. But we do need to continue to hold fast in the midst of it, um, but yeah, this, this has been a this has been a powerful conversation. I'm definitely having some light bulbs, you know, and some awakening moments just just going off as we're mm-hmm. talking about this today. And it really is comforting to know you're not alone. Like sometimes you look and you think, "What is? It? Why do I feel this way? This is like strange." Yeah, and I'm not used to these feelings. Yeah. Like some people are very content and peaceful. They're like, oh, I'm just, but for me, I'm a driver. So this is something, and this is actually a, a self-discipline the Lord is bringing me into in this season. Yeah, yeah. You, you know? know when the car's in neutral yes. and you pump the gas <laughs> and that sound? <laughs> like I did today when I picked you up and I had but park. Right? Like you're and like, I hit the gas and, and, and you rev it and it's yeah. like, Rrr! like you almost feel like that. Yeah. Sometimes there's yeah. like this like, Rrr! but yeah. you're not going anywhere. You're just... No. You know, so it's like the tension of that, (laughs) holding that. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like as we're kind of coming to a close in this talk, we've been watching Survivor. Okay. An older Survivor. And there's this one game, even as we're talking about the hold, it's a restraint game. They had to hold this plank with these balls rolling on it. And if they let go just a little bit, the balls fall off. And it's this game. And I'm thinking they're shaking, sweating. Like it's so intense, like right. holding, like they don't want to drop any of the balls, but just holding it like, and they're shaking. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? We're having little light bulb moments. This I'm actually is the having, hold. this, is, this the is a whole, like feeling. it feels shaky. It feels like <laughs> what's fa- like, am I going to drop? Like what's dropping off? Like all that we've built, all that's happened. But even that feeling of like, this is really hard. This is really hard to hold something. Like I am like, so I just feel actually so encouraged today and i hope you like you're saying lord like those those keywords we're holding something really significant really sacred but the lord is going to strengthen us but in it we're sweating we're starting to feel shaky (laughs) we're tired and the longer it goes you're like i'm not gonna be able to hold anywhere (laughs) all i'm doing is standing and holding this and you know what some things god's letting fall off because they were meant to fall off but if we trust him and we just hold fast he is going to keep what is like sacred. He's going to keep us together, hold all things together. So be encouraged today that if you feel discouraged, if you feel stuck, if you feel that pause, hold fast. You're not alone. And uh, But pray with somebody. And even after this, like, I'm going to be praying into this. We'll be praying into yeah. this for the church, for our staff, for all of us. How many are feeling this way? Yeah. And uh, to be real about it yeah. with the Lord, to be real about it, to get in front of him, and then just to be able to be refreshed in his presence because we can easily numb ourselves in the season. We can easily start to try to That's say... That's the temptation. Yeah. If only maybe I need to move somewhere. Maybe I need to do something like radical, like to fix what I'm feeling inside. Just hold fast, stop what you're doing, and get before the Lord and allow him to just bring a calm 
Yep. The shakiness you're feeling won't be fixed by changing external things or numbing things. Yeah. It's really got to just hold fast and just keep coming to him with it. He's going to see us through. That's really, wow. That is really good. And I think the reminder that I want to take away, both I want to speak this to my own spirit, but I also want to speak it to your spirit, you know, in this sort of wrestling or in this unknown place or in this holding place of like, oh my goodness, I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. I don't know what the future holds. There's an uncertainty in that. There's tensions in that. There's restraint in that. You know, in that space, I want the Lord to bring a revelation to my spirit and to your spirit of our identity in Christ. And honestly, like Amen. at the end of the day, our primary purpose, why we were created was to be loved by God and to bring glory to his name. And that yes. actually does not come in all the things we do for him. So even in this conversation, like I can hear you and I were wrestling with like, we want to do more for you, Jesus. What do you have for us? You know, what do you have for us to do? That's what we're wrestling with. But the revelation does need to come in this place before we start running again that, you know, yeah, we literally were created to be loved by so God. So good. So then just sit in this place. Maybe, maybe try to relax your muscles. <laughs> try to relax some of the tensions and just receive, like receive that love. Receive that identity of being loved by God. And then just allow your praise and your worship to bring glory to his name in this space. And trust that just as he led and he was faithful in all the seasons of the past, he will again be faithful to lead the seasons that are coming next. Um, what we're believing for is just a massive revival is just going to show up like a lightning bolt <laughs> in the middle of all this waiting. So yeah. <laughs> we'll hold as long as we need Amen. to. But I don't Amen. sense this season's going to end like yeah. it in the immediate future. I sense that we're going to have to stay here for a little bit yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But yeah, we just want to acknowledge that it's it's not the easiest yep. <laughs> and it's not the most fun at all. It's way more fun to be running and taking the hill, but we're holding and we're together. That's the thing. We're together. Like, and we want to be together in the spirit. We want to be arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder, holding fast side by side together. So you're not alone in this, but yeah, just remember how loved you are by God. I love that. I love that. I don't think there's anything to add to that. That's exactly that's exactly a beautiful way to end our podcast today. So may you follow the king wherever he goes. He loves you and you are made and created to know and love him and for him to pour his love upon you to make a difference, to bring people closer to him, to introduce them to Jesus, who is the greatest gift in our lives. And so may you be reminded that your king loves you. He sees you and he's with you on this journey. You're Amen. not alone. Amen. And hold fast. We're together. We're doing it together, arm in arm, holding the line and trusting our King. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. We pray that you are filled with hope and joy as you navigate the challenges of life. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast or share it with your friends. And remember, you are so loved by God and he is always with you.